The following Marx Daily Apple article was written by Mark Sisson and is narrated by Brock Armstrong. Can getting your DNA tested help you optimize your diet and training? Last month, I received an unexpected email request from a man named Craig Pickering. Send me your saliva. Hmm. Craig works for DNA Fit, a genetic testing company using customers' DNA results to optimize their diet and training. He's a former Olympic 100 meter and bobsleigh, bobsled to us Yanks, athlete, and a longtime reader of the blog who's helping elite athletes, weekend warriors, and regular folks alike discover their genes' preferred diet and training style. Intrigued, I received the testing kit and sent the sample back. Sure, why not? I'm game. The results came back quickly, which I'll summarize. You tolerate caffeine well. You tolerate lactose well. You are very unlikely to develop celiac disease. You can recover from training quickly from a genetic standpoint. You have a higher-than-average soft tissue injury risk. This doesn't mean you definitely will get injured, just that you should expect recurrent tendon, ligament, and connective tissue issues. You have a 57-43 to endurance power split. This means that you generally respond better to endurance exercise, but you also respond pretty well to power-based training. You have a high sensitivity to carbs, which means that you tolerate them poorly in regards to body weight control and general health. Your fat tolerance is higher than your carb tolerance. You have an elevated genetic need for omega-3 fats and vitamin D. You have versions of certain inflammation genes that predispose you to higher baseline levels of inflammation, which omega-3s specifically regulate. None of these results were surprising. Instead, they confirmed an assortment of intuitive conclusions I had come to over the course of my life. I love my morning cup of coffee and never experience any sleep issues as a result, even on the rare occasion I have a cup in the afternoon. I'm Scandinavian, an ethnic group with almost ubiquitous lactose tolerance, so my ability to handle dairy was completely expected. I don't drink milk at all, but I do loves cheese and butter. I can get away with some quality bread and butter when out to eat at a good restaurant or a bite of grain-based dessert. Even though I don't make it a habit, a bite or two doesn't wreck me like it would a person with celiac or clinical gluten sensitivity. On the other hand, I've learned through trial and error that more than a few bites of bread will cause problems the next day. Workout recovery was usually a breeze for me. Well, let me rephrase that. I always felt up for another training session, even if I probably should have rested. Tendon issues have always been my nemesis. That finding was interesting to see. I wonder if part of it's due to my increased ability to recover from and re-engage in exercise, letting me get back to training before my connective tissue is ready to go again. The muscles and cardio system recover a lot quicker than tendons, ligaments, and cartilage. As I'm getting older, those issues become even more apparent. 
In fact, I am currently trying to overcome an Achilles issue that has plagued me for months. My 57% endurance to 43% power makeup was extremely intriguing, because while I was a tried-and-true endurance guy during my peak competitive years, I've become more of a power athlete in recent years, strength training, playing ultimate, and sprinting more than anything. At first glance, that's a high power value for an elite marathoner and Ironman triathlete, endeavors that are almost entirely aerobic and require little explosive power. I almost wonder if my genetics were better suited to a focus on sprint triathlons, or the 3,000-meter steeplechase, or even the mile. Hmm, too late now. Notice that I'm highly sensitive to carbs. If it wasn't for my extreme athletic background, I'd likely be a skinny fat guy. But just because my lifestyle allows me to eat more carbs without getting fat, I still choose not to eat many. I'm more concerned with the functional considerations about my carb sensitivity. I feel lousy on a high-carb diet and do much better with higher fat. Being Scandinavian also explains my genetic need for omega-3s and vitamin D. Oily, cold-water fish was a huge component of northern-latitude coastal diets and often the only reliable source of vitamin D in the area, since anything north of the 60th parallel Alaska, Canadian Northern Territories, most of Norway, Sweden, and Finland, and the top half of Russia receives very little actionable UVB from the sun. On the vitamin D, my ancestry delivers a raised need score, but what the computer didn't realize is that I live at a much lower latitude than my ancestors. Whereas they satisfied their needs with oily, vitamin D-rich fish and the occasional raiding party to southerly locations, I have met my raised needs very easily since I bailed on my childhood home of Maine for California decades ago. As long as I get my daily dose of sun, I'm good to go. What's my overall take on the results of DNA Fit in general? Anyone who's read my blog, particularly the piece on blood pressure tests, knows how little stock I take in lab tests as a barometer of overall health. Whether it's blood pressure, cholesterol, testosterone, thyroid, or any other of the usual battery of biomarkers, what we get is just a snapshot of a point in time in an often very dynamic range for each vital area. It's like looking at a poster of Cool Hand Luke and trying to predict what will happen in the movie. The difference here is that in DNA testing we have a static, immutable recipe that doesn't change over time, but is profoundly affected by the epigenetic inputs we decide to present. And that's where the power of getting evaluated by the guys at DNA Fit emerges as a roadmap for potential epigenetic triggers we ultimately control. I'm good at endurance training. I'm built for it. But my genetic proclivity didn't give me a free pass to all the training I wanted without side effects. It didn't lead to greater health or the promised land of physical perfection and optimal longevity. In fact, it actually set me up for health issues. Endurance training came so naturally to me that I lost myself in it and opened myself up to decades of chronic overtraining, connective tissue issues, 
poor gut health and reliance on an unhealthy amount of carbohydrate. All that said, this was an illuminating, informative experience for me, and I'd urge anyone who's at all interested in their genetic predisposition for certain diets and training methodologies to give DNA Fit a look. These guys are professionals who know what they're doing, and as long as you understand that the results don't indicate your destiny and that you can alter the expression of the genes through diet, exercise, and lifestyle, you can benefit from their input. If you're interested in learning more, check out the latest Primal Blueprint podcast in which host Brad Kearns sits down to talk with one of the fastest guys in the world, Olympic athlete Andrew Steele of DNA Fit. Hey, Primal listeners, here's a quick health tip for you. Most Primal paleo-oriented health professionals agree that supplementing with pharmaceutical-grade fish oil is an easy way to help you achieve peak health. omega 3 support a healthy immune system, pain-free flexible joints, brain and nerve health, and serve as nature's anti-inflammatory fats that can help keep chronic inflammation in check. Primal Nutrition's Vital Omegas are the highest quality source of the essential fatty acids DHA and EPA, concentrated and refined to the highest levels of purity, and packaged in easy-to-swallow capsules. Order three bottles and get one free at PrimalBlueprint.com.